Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Theology Central podcast, where I attempt to make theology central to anything and everything going on in our world, and that is definitely what I'm going to try to do in this episode. It is Tuesday, December the 14th, 2021. It is currently 4.59 p.m. Central Time, and you probably already know the rest. I'm coming to you live from the Empty Sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in Ovalo, Texas. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening live, as always, feel free to ask questions, offer your perspective using the chat feature on the Spreaker app. If you're not listening live, or even if you are listening live at any time, whenever you would like, you can always email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, now there's a a lot of things I would like to talk about, just some announcements, behind the scenes things that are going on. But in this particular case, I want to just jump right in. But I want to jump in by talking about a very important subject. Now I know you see the headlines. I know you. I saw. I knew. I know you see the uh, the title for this episode, and or and I'll call it a headline. You see the title, and you're probably like, "No, get to that." But I cannot get to that. I cannot get to that until we talk about a very important subject. And that subject is balance. Balance. Having a proper balance in your Christian life. This is so very important. I have preached this and preached this pretty much my entire Christian life. Balance. Balance. One of the, I, I say this all the time, even in my preaching. One of the most important words for your Christian life is the word balance. Because when we get unbalanced in our Christian life, when we're not balanced in our spiritual life, it typically leads to major problems. It typically leads to to all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of issues. It hurts our spiritual growth. It even may make us take a couple of steps backwards. So balance is so very important. Let me try to explain it from my own personal experience, all right? A very long time ago, I was asked to start doing podcast episodes about current events from a Christian perspective, right? Talking about current events. And really that kind of just, and and no one else is to blame here. It's all my fault. So I don't want you to think I'm blaming anyone else. It was a great opportunity. Hey, can you start recording some episodes about current events? And then we'll create a, a, a section on our website dedicated to just that. And you can basically talk about the news. And I'm like, this is an op an awesome opportunity. And I started with no idea what it was about to turn into. I thought, okay, I'll record, you know, one or two things every once in a while. No big deal. Well, once you record one or two or three things and you see, oh, wait, I got 5,000 downloads. Wait, I got 10,000 downloads. Wait, there's an audience out there for this. And then the audience really was like, oh, wait, when are you going to record about this? And what about this? And are you going to record about this? And this is going on. What are you going to say about this? And what are you going to say about this? And the next thing you know, even though I had a full-time job in the military, I had a, have a pass as a pastor, that's a full-time job. I had two full-time jobs. Oh, a husband and a father. So basically three full-time jobs. Who cares about sleeping? Who cares Who cares about eating? It turned into record, record, watch the news, watch the news, record, watch the news, watch the news, record, 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 record. And, and I would record, say, one episode about a news story. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's been a new development. There, there's been some new information. Okay, I got to record again and record again. And it was like, it was insane. And, and, the, and no matter how much I recorded, there were people wanting more. And the numbers went from five, six thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, got up to around 30 downloads on a, on a pretty regular and consistent basis. And it, it became absolutely overwhelming. And guess what? I lost balance. Listen, I lost balance and my focus became news, current event, what's going on in the world, current event, news, what's going on in the world. Almost like I was a, I mean, in my in my brain, I knew this wasn't the case, but there was something in it that almost felt like, okay, you're a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week news service. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And guess what I wasn't focusing on? Spiritual growth, 
you know, focusing on God's word, uh, you know, examining myself to see where I was spiritually, looking for any possible, you know, negative things that could be developing in my spiritual life. And I be, and now I would have told you at the time, I would have said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about things from a spiritual point of view. You just don't understand. I'm trying to do something for God. I'm trying to do something for the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to say that there wasn't, that wasn't a part of my motive. But the problem was you can't be doing something for the kingdom of God when you're really neglecting scripture, spiritual growth. And, and, and so it be, I became completely out of balance and no one is to blame. Next thing you know, it all went horribly, horribly wrong. I hurt myself. I hurt other people. I, I, it, was, it was bad. It was, it, was a, it was a horrible experience that I had to go through. No one else is to blame. It's all my fault no excuses. And, and, and I just, I completely lost sight of everything. I lost focus. I would have told you I was, I was doing it for God, but it really became about doing it for myself. And it became about those numbers, those, I mean, there were so many wrong ideas in my brain at the time. And sometimes, and I'm holding a book up, right? Like I'm holding the book way up in the air, right? All right. Like here's me. Everything's going great. I'm on top of the world. I mean, I'm getting 30,000 downloads every time I turn around. This is great, man. I, I'm, I, I'm getting hundreds and hundreds of emails. I'm doing everything right, but I, I'm doing it for God. Really, 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 really. Yeah. Okay. There, there's no, there's no concern. There's no danger. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. I just dropped the book. Boom. That's what happened. I come crashing down and, it, you know, broken into a million pieces no one's fault but my own. I lost balance because I got so caught up in everything else. And that is so easy for all of us to do in our spiritual life. We need daily time in God's word, not to try to get information so that we can go prove someone else wrong. Not that we can win a debate, not that we can win an argument, but time in God's word so that we can grow, so that we can feed upon it. Not so that I have another podcast ready to go. Not that I can talk about this, but spending time in God's word. So for the Theology Central podcast, you've noticed, I try to be very careful about when we talk about news. When we talk about the, I, I, now, on one hand, I love the Theology Central podcast because by calling it Theology Central, it does give me the freedom to talk about really any subject at any time as long as I look at it from a theological perspective. And I like that freedom, right? So that gives me a little bit of freedom. But I've tried to make sure, wait, I've got to have balance here. So let's say I start talking about the QAnon conspiracy theory. All right, I got to balance that because you can just like every waking moment, QAnon, 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 QAnon. Okay, correct this, address this, talk about this, talk about this, talk about this, talk about this. And you'll say that you're trying to do something for the kingdom of God. But the next thing you know, all you're really doing is becoming a, in a sense, an, a, you know, a debater of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Yes, you're trying to help people, but the next thing you know, you're not growing spiritually. You're not spending time in God's word or you're only spending time in God's word to figure out how you can use it against people caught up in the QAnon conspiracy theory. You see how that works? And, and many Christians can even do this on doctrinal issues. Like that, all of a sudden they're like, okay, all they care about, Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. You do need to be going to God's word, not just to try to find another prophecy and, and looking at the news, trying to figure out when you think it's going to be fulfilled. You need to be going to God's word, feeding upon it, meditating on it, looking at it, applying it so that it can change you, not just simply to get uh, ammunition so that you can go change someone else or beat someone else in a debate. It can be, it can be a doctrinal focus. It can be anything. And, and we can get so caught up in things that we lose that balance. So what I've tried to do with the Theology Central podcast, you've noticed, is I try to make the Bible study exercises a very prominent and making it a very, that I'm very committed to that. Because if I don't, then I could just go, okay, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about this. Well, wait a minute. We got I got to make sure not only for you, but for me, I'm spending time studying and meditating on God's word. If I lose that balance, well, then it's, it's not good. And I say all of that because we're getting ready to consider some things going on in our world. One of these is definitely be re being reported in the news. The other one is not being so much reported in the news, but it is being talked about on Christian radio. And some would draw and try to connect it to biblical prophecy. 
So I want us to at least know, hey, guys, we need to be paying attention to these two situations. They could become very serious. What they mean going going forward into 2022, I'm not going to sit here and make any crazy predictions because I don't know. But it is something we need to be aware of because as a Christian, yes, we need to keep our balance as focused on God's word. But at the same time, we do need to be aware of what's going on in the world around us and try to think about it biblically, theologically, and not only that, just be aware of it so that we know what is going on. There are two situations. These two situations involve the following countries, Russia, Ukraine, Iran, and Israel. Four countries, two situations. What does it all mean? I don't know. But I definitely need to, I want you to be aware of it. And I need you to, again, if you start looking into this and there's, and there's ways to look into it without becoming obsessed about it, or you can end up, all you want to focus on is, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? What's the latest report? I do my best to keep up since obviously those are countries, not, they're not the United States of America. I'm trying to listen to a lot of news. Uh, from a news podcast that do not that do not originate in the United States of America to try to, you know, okay, is there anything in, in the hourly news update here? Is there anything going on in the global news podcast from the BBC? Is there anything going on from Sky News? I'm trying to I'm trying to just keep an ear out for it, not trying to become obsessed because we need that proper balance. But I think it's something we need to pay attention to. So let's first consider Israel and Iran. Now we've got to be we got to just put our thinking caps on here. I cannot tell you how many times within the Christian world anything starts happening mentioning Israel. Everybody's like that's it. That's it. It's the end. It's the end. There's going to be this is going to happen then this country's going to invade and this comes from Daniel and this comes from Ezekiel and they start trying to connect it to scripture. You see, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. You know, the rapture's going to occur in 15 minutes. Okay, it's and you sometimes you got to say calm down. Calm down, because so many times everyone makes these predictions that this is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen the way everyone predicts, and we end up looking foolish. It's one thing to make foolish and outrageous claims. It's another thing to just ignore what's going on. So you want to pay attention. It it makes you go, well, that What would that mean? What would that mean for Israel? What would that mean for the United States of America? What would that mean for the region? Does, how do we understand this? All right. So we're going to listen. Now, this is interesting and and I'll explain what happened. I was it. I was driving home from church Sunday afternoon. I turned on Christian radio and they were talking, they were talking about a book and they were talking just about a lot of uh, different things. And then they, the, the person speaking, I think the person that they're talking to, their name is Pete. And they said, hey, Pete, you were a major in the army and you served in Afghanistan. Basically, you know, there's there's some tensions developing again between Iran and Israel. Then they go to the audio of someone supposedly in Israel who starts talking about some of the things going on and what they are seeing. Now, I do not have any confirmation that anything said here is 100% true, but it may start making me thinking, okay, could could we be moving towards some kind of military conflict between Iran and Israel? And we see that happening maybe at the beginning of 2022. If that does, what does it mean for that region? What does it mean for the United States of America? What could it mean biblically? Lots of things to consider, but I want you to at least hear this be skeptical. And if you're just, if you listen to a lot of news podcasts, like I do, if you hear a report about Iran or Israel, anything developing with Israel, please just take a minute and send me the link to the report and go, hey, here's an update to that story. Again, I don't want to become unbalanced. And all of a sudden it's like the 24 hour, seven day news broadcast studio coming to you from the middle of nowhere, Texas. All we talk about is Israel and Iran. Okay. I I, I can't go there, but we at least want to keep up with it. And you are a big help there. So just, if you hear something, go, I think this, and obviously we want to verify sources, and we want to see, make sure that we've got some accurate information. So we're just going to use this as a starting point. Here's what people are saying. Again, this aired on Christian Radio on Sunday. 
Um, it comes from a program that some of you have emailed me that you do not like. I'm not here to say the program is great or wonderful. It's coming from a program called Understanding the Times. I don't agree with everything they have to say. But it's it airs on you know hundreds of Christian radio stations around the country. So we at least need to know what they're talking about because this is what Christians are talking about. I'm more concerned about, wait a minute. So what's happening in Israel? Wait, what's going on? Is, is, is there... Is there a possible development here that people are ignoring? And the reason sometimes the news media ignores it is because, look, what? At, anytime you turn around, you think Israel and Israel's in this situation or in this situation or this situation. It seems like it's a constant thing. So at some point, the media gets tired of, of worrying about it when nothing happens. So they move on to something else. That's just the way the media works. And, 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 and I know this is sad, but the media, they're there to make money, right? They, they've got to have viewers. So they know some stories get more viewers and some stories get less viewers and they're going to focus on the stories that get more viewers. That's just the way it works. Even in the podcasting world, you don't think your favorite podcaster is looking at those uh, monthly numbers of how many downloads and how many streams and which episodes got the most listens and which episodes got the fewest. Everyone does that. I do that. What I try to do is not let that stop me from doing what I think I need to do. So um, it's it's very easy to go, well, this is not a big story anymore. Let's focus on something else. But it, it was talked about on Christian radio. So I want you to hear it. Are you ready? This aired on Sunday from Understanding the Times. You can subscribe to their podcast. I always recommend it just to find out what Christians are talking about, keeping up with what's going on. Uh, we need to understand the times. We need, we need to have an understand. Christian should be the one trying to figure out what's going on in the world going on in the world from a biblical perspective but maintaining that proper balance that I have warned you about all right so are you ready here we go understanding the times it aired on sunday the podcast i think actually dropped friday night like at 11 p.m. um but it aired on radio on on some stations on saturday and some stations on sunday and this is what i heard driving home from driving from Ovalo, Texas to Abilene, Texas. This is what I heard. And I think you'll see why I, I, why hopefully you'll understand why I went and found the audio clip because I was like, wait, what? Okay. That could be concerning. Here we go. Pete, you have been a major in the U S army and you actually spent some significant time in the middle East. You and I have had a conversation about, it's pretty obvious that the conflict is growing between Israel and Iran, and I'm going to play a clip of Amir Sarfati, and this is just here in the last few days. He's giving an update on his observation about what could be a pending war in the Middle East between Israel and Iran. Folks, if this happens, we don't know if and we don't know when. But if it does happen, the entire world will be destabilized, not saying Israel shouldn't do this because Iran is plotting and scheming and planning to obliterate the nation of Israel, which God won't let happen, by the way. But let's play that clip of Amir and then come back. So they, they are concerned that they don't know if it will happen. They don't know when, but a possible conflict between Israel and Iran. And according to them, this would destabilize really the entire world. I will say this, it would definitely destabilize that region, and then it all comes down to what would America do or not do? Would they get involved? Would they not get involved? Should they get involved? How? And then that gets into all kinds of, of issues, but let's see. Let's see what, let's see why they would even bring this up, because they really weren't even talking about this in this episode. This, this makes it 40, this is 43 minutes into the episode. And then all of a sudden, just to me, this felt like it came out of just nowhere. I was like, wait, what? This is not what you've been talking about. Where, where did this come from? And I'm like, okay, uh, it, it got my attention. So they're going to go listen to this clip from someone who's talking about what's going on. Here we go. I can talk about it. Ever since I landed back from Dubai and from Europe, We've been watching something quite remarkable. The Israeli Air Force exercises are the most intense I've ever seen. And may I even add, the planes are fully equipped. My neighbors, they told me that the feeling when those F-16s are flying above us is as if it's completely fully ready for a war. Now, I want to connect the dots between three things. First of all, the Israeli defense minister just said yesterday 
Israel is getting ready, is preparing itself for a war with Iran. Now, I have not verified if the Israeli defense minister has said they are preparing themselves for war with Iran. I'm assuming that should be easy to verify as whether true or not true. If you're listening live and if you can find an article that either it's it's confirmed or denied, you can let me know in the chat. Thumbs up, thumbs down, and you can say, I'll send you the link. All right, you can do it. You can do that. You can let me know. But uh, that, that's a big claim. If, if the Israeli defense minister is like, hey, we're preparing for war with Iran, that, that should at least get everyone's attention, right? If that is true, if that is accurate information, or if it's wrong information, well, that's bad uh, that, that, this is, that, that it was aired. If it's true information, then, well, we definitely at least need to be aware of it, okay? So that's something we need to work on in confirming and seeing whether true or false, all right? Now, let, let's continue to listen. This is important that you understand that we don't normally say those things publicly. As far as I know, this is the first time when an Israeli defense minister on live TV is saying that me and the prime minister are fully coordinated. The military is fully prepared. I also want to tell you that over the last two months or so, I've never seen a series of so many exercises in the civilian population to know how to behave in a major rocket's attack. So one, Israel is getting ready to strike in Iran. Two, the Israeli population is being prepared for a long missile attack on Israel. And three, There is a report that is coming out that Iran already acquired enough enriched uranium for a bomb. And now all Iran has to do is to put it together and create that bomb. Now, why am I? Okay, now I've heard those claims forever. Hey, Iran has the material. They can make a bomb at any time. I've heard they've got the bomb. They're making a bomb. It's it's within five minutes away. It's I've heard these claims over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The, that at some point the claim will be true. Okay. But put it this way. I think at some point there will be military conflict between Israel and Iran. And I guess you can make the prediction over and over and over and over and over. And sooner or later, you will be right and be like, Hey, I've been, I've been predicting this for 15 years. Yeah. And you've been wrong <laughs> for 15 years. Okay. So I guess you can do that. But it, if they have, if they have the material, if they start making the bomb, well, then what will Israel do? Most believe they will, uh, they will launch some kind of a preemptive strike. Many would hope, many would think, well, wait a minute. Do you want Israel launching that strike? Just getting into kind of geopolitical strategy here. Do you want Israel launching a, a preemptive strike to get rid of the bomb? Or do you want it to be the United States? If it's Israel, does that then outrage the Islamic world. If it's the United States, they're upset at the Islamic world, but then do they take that out on Israel or do they go after American interest in the region? You can get in all kinds of strategy and politics and how it should work. But if if that occurs and you end up basically with now a conflict between these two, well, then you know well, how many people will come to Iran's side to then launch an attack against Israel. And then this was where biblical theology comes in. Some, obviously, there are many Christians who believe the nation of Israel doesn't even matter anymore. They have no connection to biblical prophecy. The nation of Israel has been replaced by the church. It's it, it's it's irrelevant. And there are others like, no, God is not done with the nation of Israel. And that this would be, they would, they would point to different parts of scripture saying, no, this there's going to be an attack against Israel, but it will not be successful. God will intervene, and this will happen, you know, and then they can get into arguments about what happened here before the rapture, after the rapture, or, or this is going to bring in the Antichrist. You can go all the different, you know, um, prophetic and, you know, different views of eschatology you could bring in here, but it, it's something clearly to pay attention to. Well, let's continue. Saying all of this. Because there is a very big dispute right now between Israel 
in the U.S. administration. The U.S. administration is trying to get back to the Iran deal, but the Iranians are just laughing at them. And it's a circus what's going on. Iran knows that America cannot do anything. Iran is demanding that all U.S. sanctions will be lifted. And that's the only thing we want to talk about. What we have is this. Iran is running towards nuclear bomb. America is not really calculating the full picture of what's going on. Iran was fully emboldened by what they saw with the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Israel and America are not in agreement on how to handle the situation. The Americans told the Israelis, you can't really drop a bomb anymore. The Iranian nuclear sites are much more sophisticatedly hidden from all of you. In other words, America is telling Israel, don't do it, it's not going to work. Israel is telling America, we are getting ready to do it. Iran, now, now comes another thing. All the Iranian proxies in the region, in Syria and Lebanon, other places, over the last few days and maybe a couple of weeks, we see that they are getting ready for something. They move all their rockets and headquarters from far away places into civilian populated area. They learn from Hezbollah in Lebanon and they learn from Hamas in Gaza. If you hide yourself within civilian population, it's going to be hard for Israel to drop the bombs without being accused in the international court for committing war crimes. Now, I don't have any verification that these groups are moving their assets into civilian populations. He doesn't cite any source. He doesn't even even really cite a source for the Israeli defense minister saying basically we're getting ready, you know, to a military strike against Iran. So there's lots of claims here. I mean, this is like claim after claim. Now, just remember, this aired on hundreds of, of Christian radio stations on Sunday and on Saturday. So a lot of people for, and then I don't know how many thousands upon thousands of subscribers they have to the, to the podcast as well. So we need to at least be aware. You're, People you know who are Christians who may come across this kind of information, they may be like, so what does this mean? And we've, you've got to calm them down. we got to verify facts first. Then once we have facts verified, then we need to just remind ourselves these kinds of situations sometimes always look like it's, it's over. This is, it's going to be war. This, and then they sometimes just then all the tensions rise and then they go away. But so we, we need, we need to have a balance. See how that word's going to come in again. A balanced perspective here. Not panic, not crazy conspiratorial, you know, thinking and throwing out crazy ideas, but watchful, careful, listening, paying attention and seeing what could be developing. I think in early 2022, right there, Iran, Israel, that part of the world. Let, let's, let's finish this up. So basically, what is going on right now is all sides are ready for a full-blown confrontation. And I'm saying that because I've never seen anything like this before here. And then I was reading some of the comments of people about that. And somebody said, if Israel will risk striking Iran, watch what he wrote. And I'm talking about a secular Israeli military person. He said, if Israel will strike Iran, there is a danger that Turkey and Russia will respond. And I'm thinking to myself, has this military officer been reading Ezekiel lately? Because I've been talking about the destruction of Damascus as probably the thing that will escalate the whole situation and will probably cause Ezekiel 38 to come to pass. But should Israel go all the way to Iran and strike the selected nuclear military sites, this is another level as well. And we might see some immediate reaction. I'm saying all of that because these are the things on the ground. There's a lot of things that are not being said. A lot of things are under the surface. But I think all of you needs to know that. Israel is officially announcing that it is getting ready for a war with Iran. They don't say if it's going to matter of days or weeks or months, but it will happen. That's what they say. Hey, folks, you can get. Okay, now I'm going to listen to their commentary because I didn't hear their commentary 
here's what I'm driving the car and I'm listening. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Okay, I haven't heard anything about this. So I like I once they got to the end of that, I just turned the power off on the car radio and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, let me think about this. Okay, let, let's remember this. Let's get the audio. Let's play this for the audience of the Theology Central podcast. Let's get people researching, verifying, thinking, and then maybe we're going to have to do some work in Ezekiel. Um, just to see. Now, that would that would bring in Russia, Turkey, Iran. Now, I, I will just at least say, well, wait a minute. Russia may currently be a little preoccupied. And that's, remember, I talked about Israel or I talked about Russia, Ukraine. Okay, we got a, we got a situation developing between Russia and Ukraine. So Russia may be a little preoccupied to go, oh, we're going to get we're going to get involved with uh Israel situation as well. Now, if you start having all of these different conflicts emerging, let's say at the same time involving multiple countries and then all these different people get involved, well you see how that could become a very concerning development. Even j- forget biblical prophecy just from a human perspective because more and more countries get involved and this takes this side and this side, you don't want to start moving towards a world kind of conflict. You don't want to, even a regional conflict, you don't want to see people suffering, bombs being launched, civilians dying. You don't want to see death, but it is a situation that we definitely need to be paying attention to. Let's listen to what they had to say about this because I did not hear this part. So this part, let's listen to together and see if they offer any important insight or at least, I mean, we already, if you don't know, what we're listening to, Understanding the Times comes at things from a very dispensational perspective. So, and I know some people who are not dispensational, but like, well, I don't even want to listen to it. Look, when it comes to eschatology, I like listening to different perspectives because I think there is a, there's a lot of things we don't know when it comes to a lot of things related to biblical prophecy that a lot of people act like they've got it all figured out when there's been so much debate and confusion and disagreement about these issues within church history I think there's certain things I feel certain about. There's other things I'm willing to listen, but I like to listen to things from all kinds of different perspectives. So let's at least listen to what they have to say. Updates like that from Amir, if you sign up for his YouTube channel and just sign up for updates, and they're usually several times a week on YouTube. Pete, you've got several years in the U.S. military. You're a major in the U.S. Army, and you were actually deployed to the Middle East for a good season as well. Therefore, you know, as he pointed out, nuclear sites in Iran are hidden, unlike the strike that they did in Iraq in the early 80s, one reactor out in the open. This is a whole new challenge. Yeah, that 1981 strike in Iraq was called Operation Babylon, and I see a lot of correlations between then and now in terms of international pressure for Israel not to do this. We're seeing the U.S. under the Biden administration also begin to give pushback saying don't do it. But Israel realizes that it has a very limited window of time, exactly to what Amir said. In 2015, Benjamin Netanyahu was saying that it was within a year that Iran could get enough nuclear material to create a bomb. And now the estimates are months to weeks. So in my best hypothesis would be that it would be sometime in the spring of 2022 that they strike, and that is largely due to weather, the weather mm-hmm. in the Middle East, and the winter is pretty terrible. It's wet and, and overcast, and in the summertime, it's brutally hot, and I just don't see Israel going much further beyond that to attack those sites at Fordo, Natanz, and Erech. And yeah, it's different from Operation Babylon in the sense that it's three different facilities. They're underground, they're hardened, but technology has also changed a lot sure. since 1981, and they have the ground penetrating arsenal that they can use. And not only that, but there's cyber warfare now, there's electronic warfare, so there's all manners of ways that they can conduct this. I just don't think they're going to wait out the three years for the Biden administration to change. The Iranians are not going to wait because they can't risk Trump coming back in a second time or some sure. equally conservative Republican coming in. So everybody at this point is kind of the mad dash. Iranians are trying to sprint to get to the bomb and the Israelis are going to sprint to stop them. I think 2022 is going to be a crazy year, and I think it's going to kick off with some fireworks. Your best guess is the spring of 2022 when this could be pulled off. Correct. Because of weather and related things. I mean, my goodness, they've got roughly 1,100 miles by air to travel. So again, this is a supreme challenge. It will take the grace of God to pull this off. 
Pete, whether or not we're here to see this, that's hard to say. It certainly could be before spring of 2022. could be tomorrow. But I hear what you're saying, that the more opportune time weather-wise would be spring of the new year. By the way, just because we're on the Middle East and reflecting here for a moment or two on the debacle, absolute disaster of Afghanistan, in that you had so many years in the Middle East, give me your thoughts. Number one, we... Okay, now they're going to switch over to Afghanistan and talk about, you know, all, all everyone has a perspective on that. We won't get into that because I don't want to take away from this. So according to that person who uh, major in the military, now I don't know what credentials he may have, but let's just go with, he, let's say he has more insight than, than the rest of us. Spring of 2022. You may want to just write that down. Spring of 2022, Israel, Iran, possible military conflict. Will it happen? We don't know, but at least you heard about it here. You've heard it discuss. Will we, we may set some time to work on, I think it's Ezekiel 38, everyone points to. We may spend some time work to work on that just so that we can relate. Obviously, when we're talking about these issues, we need to get back to the scriptures. Now, the first and foremost is to understand Ezekiel 38 in its histor- historical context, what it would have meant to the original recipients, what, and then try to understand those prophecies. And then if we cannot find a historical fulfillment for those prophecies, then and then only we look to the future and then try to ensure if we have a correct understanding of it. And we can look at all the different arguments and perspectives that have been put forth. But you can just, uh, you can just, Pay attention to this. And if you hear any developments, Israel, Iran, let me know. Let me know. Don't think, well, he probably heard it. Look, there's a there's so many things to keep up with and listen to on a daily basis. There's always a possibility. There's a possibility I've heard it. There's a possibility I, I won't have a clue. So you can kind of help be my eyes and ears. And if you get any confirmation to any of those things, you can let me know as well. But that's Israel. That's Iran. Russia was mentioned there. So now let's go listen to a report that aired on the same day. This was what was crazy. On the same day, on my way to church, okay, so on my way home from church, I heard about Israel and Iran. On my way to church, I heard about Russia and Ukraine. I'm going to pull up that audio file really quick. Uh, Let me... Maybe if it if my software will let me pull up that audio file. Here we go. Maybe, please. Okay, maybe. All right, hang on. It's not working. Hang on. Here we go. All right, give me one second. It may not let me it may not let me get to the uh Russia Ukraine uh thing. That would be very disappointing. All right, here we go. That worked. All right, let me see if I can get it from here. Oh, here we go. All right. I can pull this up right here. All right, now let's listen to this. I apologize for that delay. Um, I think because I did not complete the audio file and the other slot here in my software, I know you don't really care about it, at least to let you know what's going on. It wouldn't let me bring in a new file. So I went to where I have my introduction and it let me broaden to bring in the file there. So I'm going to increase the volume here on this one up to about 100. Here here we go. Thousands of Russian troops have massed on the border of Ukraine, and officials from Kiev to Washington, D.C. fear that Russian President Vladimir Putin is preparing an invasion. Of course, this conflict is not new in the making. So what does Putin want and how should the U.S. respond? Dr. Angela Stent is a senior non-resident fellow at the Brookings Institution and author of Putin's World, Russia Against the West and with the Rest. Dr. Stent, thanks for joining us. Very glad to be on your show. Russia has said that they are not planning to invade, but they at the same time argue that Ukraine is the aggressor here. Help us sort that out. Well, Ukraine is obviously not the aggressor. The Ukrainians have been watching with the United States and the Europeans this buildup of Russian troops at the border. Some say as many as 175,000, maybe less than that. And so what they couple of things. Someone just posted in the chat that they sent me a video about Israel and Iran last week. 
I don't, I don't think I saw the, I don't think I received the email or if I did, I completely missed it. So if you want to send it to me again, and I think, I think the individual who is just posted in the chat, I believe you're in the Discord uh, Theology Central group. So you can just post the link in the Discord group, which is a great way. And if you want to join our Discord group, just let me know. And then, well, we can communicate that way. So just post it in uh, the Discord channel and I will look. If you want to join the Discord channel, you can uh, email me at uh, uh, at theologycentral.net at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, and I'll send you the link and then you can join the Discord channel. And then, well, you can participate and, well, send me information. So let's go back. We're going to back this up just a little bit because there's there seems to be some dispute on exactly how many Russian troops are now on the border. Some say, I've heard 75,000, 175,000. I've heard some crazy numbers. And what, what I, what the question I would ask, so Russia's like, hey, we're not, we're not here to invade Ukraine. We're just moving thousands and thousands and thousands of troops <laughs> towards their border because we, be- we believe Ukraine's going to invade us. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It seems like a little bit ridiculous, but this just demonstrates, wait a minute. We have possibly Iran and Israel over here, and then we have Russia and Ukraine going on here, demonstrating a possible global disruption, and I think all will occur, possibly, I should say, if they are going to occur. Let me say it this way. I believe if they are going to occur, it will be 2022, which... I mean, now, which is no, obviously doesn't take a rocket scientist like, well, look at where December the 14th. Uh, yeah. If anything major is going to happen, it will probably happen in January uh, or, you know, or, or moving into spring of 2022. I mean, obviously I'm not saying that I'm making that prediction because I'm smart. That's the obvious place where it would occur. Right, so I back this up a little bit. Now let's listen to this again. Watching with the United States and the Europeans this buildup of Russian troops at the border. Some say as many as 175,000, maybe less than that. And so what they've been doing is getting some extra help from the United States and other NATO countries, both in terms of weapons and military advisors. Uh, but there's nothing that they have done uh, that could possibly be described as aggressive. What the Russian and just please note, now you get other countries involved, right? So other countries will provide arms or advisors. Well, now see how these, these conflicts go from here's these two countries, but now this country is involved and this country is involved and this country is going to send weapons and this country is going to send weapons. And then, and then it starts building and building and building. Just like in the other clip we heard, well, if Iran and Israel gets, you know, starting having prob- problems, Russia could get involved. Turkey could get involved. You see how that's what that that's always what occurs in these situations is a conflict arises. Now, how many different countries get involved? All for their own strategic reasons, all for their own purposes. What are they going to do? And then how does that escalate the situation, turning it into something bigger and bigger and bigger, more death, more casualties, more global disruption that could impact all kinds of different things. All right, let, let's let's continue. Russians are worried about is the Ukrainians trying to take back the areas that are now occupied by Russian-backed forces, but we see no evidence that the Ukrainians are planning to do that. In 2014, Russia did invade and annex the Crimean Peninsula in southeastern Ukraine. The Obama administration decided against sending U.S. troops when that crisis was beginning to play out. What was the rationale then? I think Obama's rationale, and he made it quite clear, was Ukraine was right next door to Russia. Russia cared more about Ukraine than the United States or the other European countries. And that therefore, if the U.S. had actually sent troops there, we could have gotten into a war with Russia, something that has never happened before. And we're both nuclear powers. So the danger of escalation was just too great. Does President Obama's decision back then put President Biden in a tougher position now. Does it make some kind of a forceful response to Russia all the more important? 
I think for the Biden administration, they too have said explicitly they're not going to be troops going to Ukraine. But what they are doing is now warning about much tougher economic sanctions that the Obama administration declined to pursue in 2014, which they hope by announcing these very tough sanctions that this would serve to deter Russia. And we just have to see whether that's in fact going to happen. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit. At a virtual meeting this week, Biden told Putin that there would be severe consequences if Russia invaded Ukraine. What could those severe consequences look like? Well, they could be. I mean, the most severe would be ejecting Russia from the SWIFT international payment system, cutting it off from that. Unfortunately, that also affects a lot of other countries, which is why it's known as the quote-unquote nuclear option. But short of that, there can be other sanctions on individual Russian banks, on individuals who are close to Putin, freezing their bank accounts, things like that, both in the United States and Europe. They're also talking about other sanctions on Russian energy exports. So there are a variety of sanctions that haven't been tried yet that could be tried and trying to warn the Russians off by saying that. If we look at the history, it almost seems that every time the West moves to protect Ukraine, Russia moves to threaten Ukraine even more. What's the best way to really de-escalate this conflict? So I think the best way to de-escalate it at the moment is precisely what President Biden has offered and the Russians have accepted. The U.S. will work more closely with Germany and France and then Ukraine and Russia to try and get both sides to start doing what they promised to do in 2015. And then the other thing that they've done, and I think, again, it's a wise move, the Russians have for years been saying, you know, the Euro-Atlantic security system doesn't take our interests into account. We don't like NATO. So what the Biden administration has said is we will sit down with Russia and some of our NATO allies, they haven't told us uh, yet which allies, and just start talking about are there ways in which we could rethink European security. We're not going to disband NATO. We're not going to say it's never going to expand. But are there ways that we could talk to the Russians, maybe beef up some other organizations that would go some way to meeting their demands for greater security in Europe? That's Dr. Angela Stent, Russian specialist at the Brookings Institution. Dr. Stent, thank you. And there you have it. Now, just a couple of thoughts. We've got Iran, Israel, we got Russia, Ukraine. If the United States gets involved, let's say a situation, let's say a conflict arises between Iran and Israel and the United States get involved, gets involved in some way, shape or form, Russia goes into the Ukraine, the United States get involved in some way, shape or form, then we're involved in two separate conflicts, which then, it, it, I mean, there's all kinds of situations there's all kinds of uh, consequences that could arise from that. And you, you, we, we cannot forget this. While all of this is developing, Iran, Israel, Russia, Ukraine, you know at some point, you can just, you can just mark this down. North Korea, it almost seems like when there's all, all <laughs> it almost seems like every time other things are getting all of the attention and everybody's worried about this situation and this situation and this country and possible war, possible conflict here. It's almost like at some point North Korea is like, hey, guys, don't forget about us. And then they start launching missiles or they do something that then gets everyone concerned. So, you know, at some point, North Korea is going to start making a noise. And I mean, at some point, do we just continue to ignore China? I don't know. So we have a lot of global situations that are developing that I think are all going to be major stories going into 2022. All right. Russia possibly get involved in an Iran-Israel situation. Maybe. Russia clearly could possibly get involved in a situation with Ukraine. The United States would be connected to both of those situations. And then if any of the other countries or China or North Korea starts doing something, then we would be well, we could be involved in a third situation, which then makes America vulnerable and all kinds of issues about all of that. Now, as a Christian, yes, we can be informed about all of this. Yes, we can keep up with what's going on, but don't lose track and don't lose focus of your spiritual life and your spiritual growth. But remember, no matter what happens, no matter what is going on around the world, military conflict, no military conflict, doesn't matter what is happening, 
Our job as Christians still remains very simple, very straightforward, and that is to preach the gospel, to continue to try to evangelize, call people to to faith in Jesus Christ, to try to disciple people, and it's the gospel. It's move. It's moving forward the th- things related to the kingdom of God. That's where our focus always has to be, because the things in the world are always unstable. Never, we never know what's going to happen at any moment. Everything in the world will constantly change. And if you focus everything on the world, you're going to get tossed to and fro. But you have to focus on God, who is unchanging, and his word, trusting in that, growing as a Christian. And it just shows you, we don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen in the globe. We don't know what's going to happen around the world. But we do know that we then have a responsibility to preach the gospel and call people to to faith in Jesus Christ, bringing them to salvation. They become citizens of the kingdom of God, and that is what ultimately matters because everything here, ultimately, sooner or later, it's all going to go away. Everything's going to burn up. Everything's going to be destroyed, and it's only what it's only our relationship with Christ. It's only that. It's only what relates to God that's going to last. Everything else will be gone, and it just shows you the instability of the world and uh, a lot of a lot of crazy developments. And we'll have to see again. A lot of things with Israel and Iran needs confirmation. And again, I, I've heard these things said many times before about how how bad it, we're right there. We're on, it's going to happen, and then nothing happens, and then everyone forgets about it, and then it builds back up. But sooner or later, someone will be right. And I, I don't know what to make of the Russia situation with Ukraine. It, this seems like a a lot of effort to move that many troops, possibly a, over a hundred thousand, to just what? Just to sit there for what? What's your end game? We're just gonna. We're gonna we're gonna turn we're gonna put a hundred thousand troops right here permanently. It, it just seems like there's got to be a, a military strategic goal there. Um, but we could we could speculate all day on that. But that's what's going on in the world. Just so that you know, stay informed. And uh, and if you hear anything about any of these situations, always feel free to email me newsif@yahoo.com or if you're part of the Discord channel. That's very simple. You can just post it in the Discord channel at any time. And then that's that makes it very simple and very easy. All right, I'll stop right there. I just wanted to bring this to your attention. Hopefully, you'll you'll find this to be important. And uh, it may mean that Ezekiel, um, at least some chapters in the book of Ezekiel, may become uh, uh, something that we need to study, either Bible study exercise, an additional uh, an additional Bible study exercise on top of what we already do, or I may move it to a, a church service or a Sunday school, or a Wednesday night. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll find a place to, to put it there because we want to, if that's a passage of scripture that people relate to many current events and world events, then we need to study it and see what is an accurate way of looking at that chapter. All right, you can email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thank you. I'll be back on the air shortly. God bless.